0: Welcome to the Illuminated Word podcast. Each day we'll look at a text from the weekly readings from the Westgate Church Bulletin. We will look at background material and also application of the text. So once again, welcome to the Illuminated Word podcast. Hi there. Today is Thursday, April the 21st. This is the Illuminated Word, and I'm David McLean. Our reading today is going to come from Acts chapter 16, verse 16 through 24. It reads, one day as we were going down to the place of prayer, we met a slave girl who had a spirit that enabled her to tell the future. She earned a lot of money for her masters by telling fortunes. She followed Paul and the rest of us, shouting, these men are servants of the most high God and they have come to tell you how to be saved. This went on day after day until Paul got so exasperated that he turned and said to the demon within her, I command you in the name of Jesus Christ to come out of her. And instantly, it left her. Her master's hopes of wealth were now shattered. So they grabbed Paul and Silas and dragged them before the authorities at the marketplace. They shouted to the city officials, The whole city's in an uproar because of these Jews. They're teaching customs that are illegal for us Romans to practice. A mob quickly formed against Paul and Silas, and the city officials ordered them stripped and beaten with wooden rods. They were severely beaten, and then they were thrown into prison. The jailer was ordered to make sure they didn't escape. So the jailer put them into the inner dungeon and clamped their feet in the stocks. So we are back on Paul's second missionary journey after taking a little detour last week for uh, Holy Week, looking at Easter and the Resurrection accounts. We're back on Paul's second missionary journey in Acts chapter 16. I think if we've noticed anything, you might agree that in the book of Acts, God can use some imperfect people to accomplish perfect purposes. And in Acts 16, we see uh, the incredible work that goes on in Philippi, how the gospel spreads and how it affects, well, specifically three individuals. Uh, Yesterday, uh, Devin led us uh, through the story of Lydia and her coming to belief. Even though she was a religious woman, she comes to uh, believe in Jesus. Uh, She and then we end with talking about her being hospitable, showing hospi- uh, hospitality, uh, and, and how Lydia was of means. She was a wealthy woman, a, a successful woman, uh, but she ultimately comes to belief. And then the second person that we see the uh, the gospel effect would be this, this young girl here, uh, this rejected uh, teenager, basically. It says that she was, she had a spirit that was able to tell the future, and you know, I don't, I don't want an evil spirit, I don't want a, a, a demonic spirit, but man, I think that'd be like a kind of cool one to have, right? I'm just kidding, I'm just kidding, don't take me serious. But we have this rejected teenager, and so after seeing how God saves a uh, quote religious woman and Lydia, Paul and his team are led to to someone who feels rejected. Uh, we see in verse sixteen, Lydia was used to making a profit, but this girl was used for profit. Definitely a contradiction in the two characters in this story, the two people. This teenager was more one of more than 60 million slaves in the Roman Empire, and she was controlled by a, a spirit of Satan. Uh, the Greek term is she had a python spirit. This refers to how a, a demon would enable someone to predict the future. Historians tell us they would display their demon possession by rolling eyes, foaming mouth, and flying hair. Uh, we'd say maybe she was a psychic or a medium. But this team was rejected for who she really was. And then she was exploited, she was exploited by a, a group of selfish and, and greedy owners. And she got under Paul's skin because she kept following them and, and shouting that these men are the servants of the most high God. Uh, they're gonna tell you how to be saved. They're gonna proclaim to you the way of salvation. And while what she said was true, it was beginning to distract Paul from his mission. It says that he was exasperated uh, or greatly annoyed. He turns to her and says, uh, command you in the name of Jesus to come out of her. And immediately it came out of her. That word annoyed or exasperated means he was worn out and wearied. Uh, he, He had enough of it. Enough. So why would he get... Uh, annoyed or aggravated or exasperated at this girl who's proclaiming the truth. I mean, the demon is proclaiming the truth. They are servants of the Most High God and they are going to come and proclaim uh, the way to be saved, the way to salvation. Some people say it was uh, because of who she was and what she did. Uh, she kind of created almost like a circus atmosphere that people would come around and want to hear her. And so maybe it was just pure chaos for several days and he just had enough because he wasn't able to uh, teach. He wasn't able to speak to people. He wasn't able to do what God had sent him there to do. I think, though, there there might be something else at work here um, about how his message was being distract. He was being distracted from his message. This this girl was beginning to distract Paul from his mission. You know, Satan will do anything to sidetrack us from what we've been called to do. And Paul, to his credit, he didn't appeal to his own strength when he cast the demon out. He appealed to the authority of Jesus. You know, he was annoyed, uh, irked, but he relied on the power of Jesus to do something that would both glorify God and deliver this enslaved teenage girl. There's one thing that I know for, for sure, and I'm sure you have experienced before, and that is this, Satan often goes on the attack after we experience spiritual victory, you know, you got Lydia and her household are now established in their faith. And and Paul and, and Silas are, you know, maybe on this high, like, man, some things are going great here in Philippi. That was really cool. What happened with Lydia? And then Satan has to start looking for a way to trip up the team. And, and Satan does it to us today as well. When things are going well, we got to watch out. First, that's what Peter tells us in 1 Peter five eighty. He reminds us to be uh, sober-minded, be watchful. Yeah, our adversary, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion, seeking someone to devour. Now, sometimes Satan will use an outright attack against believers. But oftentimes, his most dangerous strategy is, is not aggression, but alignment with truth. I think that's what Paul was saying in 2 Corinthians 11.14. He says, for even Satan disguises himself as an angel of light. And we need to be on our guard so we don't let Satan have a foothold in our lives or, or a foothold in our church. Uh, here we see the devil was trying to derail the proclamation of God's purposes by appearing to be in line with the truth as he attempted to form an alliance and, and end up, he would have ended up gaining a position to subvert the message. You know, here's a girl who is clearly possessed by an evil spirit and she is out there, or the spirit is proclaiming uh, to be aligned with the truth that Paul and Silas is going to s- share with them. So it, what it looks like is not that the girl is aligned with Paul and Silas, but that Paul and Silas are aligned with the evil spirit, which would have subverted their message before they ever got a chance to share it. And we don't know with certainty whether this girl was converted or not. But we do know she was released from bondage. And unfortunately, once her powers of prediction were gone, her owners immediately rejected her. She didn't matter to them at all. And now that she was used up, they didn't have any use for her. And so they get angry. They they snap, really. When the adversary realized he couldn't align himself with Paul, he went on attack mode. And then he awakened some serious opposition. And when the owners of this slave girl realized that their source of income had dried up, they went ballistic. They riled everyone up and went straight to the magistrates who ordered Paul and Silas to be stripped, which would have been very humiliating. And then verse 23 says that Paul and Silas were beaten and scourged. Uh, By the way, the Romans called these magistrates lictors, which is where we get the term getting your licks in. This barbaric scourging would have left their backs bloody and raw and their their skin shredded. I mean, your muscles basically looking like hamburger. Magistrates are so wound up that they ordered Paul and Silas to be thrown into prison. And they give the jailer a special command to guard them carefully. And so we end our reading with, having received this order, he put them into the inner prison and fastened their feet in the stocks. But something incredible is about to happen yet again in the missionary journey of Paul and Silas. But we'll save that for tomorrow. Until then, have a blessed day. Thank you for listening, not just today, but each time you listen to the Illuminated Word. Our hope is that this podcast encourages you each time. Maybe you learn something new you didn't know before, but that it would encourage you to continue living your faith as you move uh, throughout your day. And of course, our prayer is also that you would see opportunities that God has opened for you each day to be a blessing to those around you in some form or fashion. And until next time you listen to the Illuminator Word, have a blessed day.